Welcome to Explore the Space. We're digging into healthcare issues that matter most. Our guests and conversations mine these issues for perspective and answers. There is a gulf between healthcare and our communities. This is the place to talk about it. Now here's your host, Dr. Mark Shapiro. Welcome back to Explore the Space Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Shapiro, and welcome to another Med Lasso episode from Explore the Space Podcast. We are here to recap and to look at the TV show Ted Lasso from the perspective and through the prism of healthcare professionals, but we really just approach this as fans and as people who are enjoying the ride. Delighted, as always, to be accompanied by my co-host, Dr. Syed Tabatabai, and thrilled to have as our special guest, Dr. Jennifer Best. Jennifer has been on Explore the Space podcast before. There's a link to her previous appearance in the show notes. Great to have her back. This was her first time on Med Lasso, and she absolutely crushed it. So we're getting into Ted Lasso Season 3, Episode 2. There are spoilers. If you have not watched the episode, I suggest you do so, unless you don't mind spoilers. And if that's the case, welcome. If not, take a pause here, watch the episode, come back and join us when you're ready. I am super excited for you to hear this episode, and I'm also really excited for this coming week because I'm at the Society of Hospital Medicine annual meeting, and we are doing a Med Lasso live show Tuesday, March 28th at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Syed and I will be there. We will be doing a Med Lasso trivia night. We will have merch. It's going to be a blast. Costumes are welcome. Free admission for anyone who is attending the Converge 2023 meeting. We are going to be tweeting about it at hashtag MedLasso. It's going to be a blast. Come check it out if you can. I will also be doing a Med Grind event. That's one of our fun coffee exchanges. That's on Tuesday at 3.10 p.m. Central Standard Time at Converge 2023, the annual meeting for the Society of Hospital Medicine. Bring some coffee. We will be trading bags of coffee, taking pictures, hashtag MedGrind. It's going to be fantastic. Speaking of fantastic, I am delighted that once again, this episode is brought to you in part by the Women in Medicine Summit, www.womeninmedicinesummit.org. This is a fantastic conference. It takes place in Chicago, September 22nd and 23rd. It is for everyone. It's run by the fantastic Dr. Shika Jane. She's a collaborator. She's a friend. And it is an amazing opportunity to build skills around leadership, to build skills around collaboration, and really to come at significant structural issues within the practice of healthcare from the perspective of learning to get better, building new skills, being around other like-minded people. It's just an amazing experience and the opportunities for friendship, collaboration, and doing things together is just endless. I will be there in Chicago at the Drake Hotel. Explore the Space podcast will be sponsoring once again, and I'm really, really proud of that. This will be our fourth year in a row as a sponsor of the Women in Medicine Summit. It's a fabulous event. Check it out. Add it to your schedule for the year. Definitely try to come. You can register www.womeninmedicinesummit.org. Please do check out the entire archive of Explore the Space podcast, www.explorethespaceshow. The whole archive of Med Lasso is there as well. And there is also the Explore the Space merchandise store, www.explorethespaceshow.com forward slash merch. Hit me on Twitter at ETS Show, Instagram at Explore the Space Show. Definitely use hashtag MedLasso on Twitter. That's where we're all coming together to talk about Ted Lasso and the show and all the great things we're enjoying about it. So speaking of enjoying, you're going to enjoy hearing Jennifer Best on Med Lasso. We had an absolute blast breaking down Ted Lasso Season 3, Episode 2. Let's get amongst it. Syed, we're, we're, we're rolling now. It's now Season 3, Episode 2. We're kind of getting our rhythm. 
How are you? I'm good. I'm good. What an episode. I really love this one. I am. I am. Thanks for asking, by the way. I'm fine. Um, <laughs> I'm grieving. I'm actually still really struggling with UCLA's loss last night. I'm not joking and I'm not exaggerating. That was the worst sports loss I've ever experienced. But that's okay. We will forge ahead. We have, in times of trial, you need a stalwart. You need someone sturdy, someone experienced, someone reliable, someone tenacious. You need Dr. Jennifer Best. Jennifer, welcome to Med Lasso. Thank you. This is such an honor. And you might have not invited me had you known that I'm actually a Gonzaga fan. Oh, my God. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. Oh, this is happening no. in real time. And I <laughs> made the, the connection today <laughs> that this was going to be a heartbreaker. So if we're going to just show worst. our cards, if we're going to just show our cards, <laughs> let's just put them out there. Hey, right, guys, I appreciate it. That's the episode. It. That's it. That's it. <laughs> we are done, done here. We'll see you for episode we're done three. here. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That is yeah, the most brutal sorry, reveal. Mark. You know, I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Mark. Oh, I am. I am. This is so awesome. <laughs> I, I wish I had nice things to say. I'm still not in that stage of grief That's yet. That's all right. That's all right. You it's can all get right. There. We'll get I there. I have a, my, my, I have a cousin, Mark Shapiro, greatest guy ever. We're only like two months apart. What are the chances? Huge Gonzaga really? fan, right? He texted <laughs> me like, normally we don't text after games when our teams compete. Yeah. And he texts me like, I'm really sorry. I get it. I know how much it hurts. I'm like, I don't want to talk about it right now. Love yeah. you. We'll talk later. Um, yeah. That ruined me. Congratulations. I hope you go, hey, go on to win the title. And uh, you have a great team, and I'm wrecked. Syed, help me. Syed, take it for a minute. <laughs> right, guys, that is so this. awesome. I'm glad you I'm glad Guide you said us so through Jennifer. this conflict. Talk about the <laughs> no, need we're fine. for a stalwart. I'm no well, longer the stalwart. Is... I'm handing that to you. Oh, my gosh. So when you get to like a second episode of a big show, right? The premiere always has the luster. Episode two is either the voltage plummets and the ratings drop and the critics come out with knives. You or you kind of hold your own or you sort of say, okay, this is going to be a special season. Episode two, it doesn't matter how long a season is, is pivotal. Jennifer, for you as a stalwart, as the guide... How how would you describe season three, episode two of Ted Lasso? Is it a voltage drop? Did we hold our own or, okay, are we really primed for something special? I am. I felt the voltage leap. I felt my heart leap. I just thought that this was the greatest episode and I would put it up there on the top of maybe all episodes. Like I really struggled. As I, as, I, as I thought about this one, I think that there are so many really dynamic, really deep in human things happening that I was just pumped. You came out on fire. That's two like flame statements in two minutes. Best episode ever. And you're a Gonzaga fan. I mean, I'm so sorry. I'm this so is, sorry. this is amazing. No, it's great. It's great. I'm going to shake it off. I got I'm a professional. I got to get over this. <laughs> uh, Syed for you voltage drop held our own voltage up. I'm with Jennifer on this one. I think the voltage definitely went up for me. We okay. had in introduction of the new character. We had revelations yep. about the past. I think it was a great episode. All right. I'm, I, I think we held our own. I yeah. loved the premiere. Uh, the premiere was transporting. Well, we talked about it in the last episode with Ann Pellet, and you should go back and listen to it. But I, I, we held our own. It was a great episode. My expectations are pretty darn high, but it had the right moves to like, yeah, there's a lot coming this season. It set the yeah. table for a lot. 
lots of great stuff to talk about, lots of funny moments. Um, but I get the sense that I'm in definitely in the minority that most people really were like, oh my gosh, water fountains in front of the Bellagio episode two. Yeah, I felt I'm that. Comfortable I saw, I saw yeah. rainbows in the water. I mean, it was really something. <laughs> in the water. Yeah. And you no. know what? I, th- I think that, you know, what you bring to a show really has to do with what you bring to your life at that point in time. Right. And so, you know, I think we don't have to come to it with all of the same the same juju, right? Mark, you're grieving. You're watching a show. Your heart's been broken. And you're bringing big winter energy. And I'm bringing joy, big winter energy. And so I think there's lots of space and latitude for all of us to have those perspectives. There better be. Speaking of latitude, okay, this might sound a little bit forced, but I'm actually really, really glad that you're here, given your experience and breadth within our profession. And the reason is this. Our profession just went through one of the most important milestones of the of the year which is what is known as the match. It's the day where the graduating medical students find out where they are going for their residency. It's our equivalent, the the, the right metaphor is it's the draft, it right? Is. For whatever professional well sport said. you're talking about. It's free agency. It's, it's all that personal churn that we're used to. And this episode, I mean, I, I, Syed will be the first to say, like, I can definitely overcook the soup sometimes with the analogies and the comparisons I come up with. But when they were talking about Zava and the transfer window, it made sense. Like this is it what sense. it's a huge deal. Sure. What is, is the match? A, a 90 second snapshot from someone who knows it better than anyone else. What is the match? The match is a computerized algorithm that basically compares the preferences of resident future residents of so medical students that are applying for their specialty training following medical school with the institutions who would like the privilege of training them. And it's essentially kind of a computer-generated determination of your future path. Um, And it's a culmination of many months of visiting. Now most of that's done virtually, but, you know, um, kind of matchmaking, kind of courting between programs and applicants and really kind of folks trying to show their best side and really hoping for an outcome that they can be proud of and something that they hope for. Because folks then, you know, often move to a new part of the country to start a new life. And that's a really dramatic thing. So congrats to everybody who matched. We have high hopes for those of you who's have still to match and are still looking for your program. Uh, It's a really big deal. That's a brilliant summary. And I think the last part is important. Not everybody matches. Not everybody comes away with a spot in the specialty that they want. It's complicated. That's not what this episode is for. I bring this all up because we did get a snapshot of kind of the passion, the energy, the movement behind the scenes and the stakes when they're talking about this big free agent Zava, right? We meet this new guy and we know what it's like in sports when there's a free agent to be signed and there's all this discussion and there's a signing deadline and all of these things. This match thing makes sense. Syed, you know me, you know my hosting style. Is this totally overcooked or am I on the right track? I don't think it's overcooked. I think it, it totally lines up. But, uh, you know, and honestly, I didn't even think about that. I think that's actually a pretty brilliant um, angle. Come is, on. Uh, that, still that got whole, it. <laughs> no, but you're, you're right. There's so many different elements to it. Um, and I think that's definitely there. Jennifer, when you look at the show, are you looking at it and trying to draw comparisons? Are you thinking to yourself, oh, that's like this part of my career or oh, that's like this part of my life or, hey, I saw this at work the other day. Or is this just a joyful 45 minutes, relax, kickback? This is a joyful departure. And I would say that's not to say I don't have a lot of joy in my day to day, but this is a transporting experience for me. And I 
And I think I particularly feel deeply those parts where there is some overlap with my life or my career or the relationships that I'm in. But boy, isn't it just nice to set those things aside for just a minute and just kind of revel in the goodness that is Ted Lasso. In that goodness, though, do you find nuggets that you carry forward? You've worn, boy, there aren't many people who've worn more, more hats in medical leadership than you. Do you find nuggets? Are there things you say, oh, you know what, that's that's interesting? Or or even just to share that you enjoy the show with those kind of underneath you on the organizational table. Do you fit it in at all or do you do it consciously? You know, I think some of it's conscious. I think a lot of it's observational, right? The things that I'm really drawn to as a leader in academic medicine really are kind of the stances that folks in the show take toward one another. I'm really interested in those relationships. And I think a lot of this kind of the magic for me is really small moments. And actually, I think that's where leadership really comes out, right? It's sometimes it's, you know, signing the big free agent. And sometimes it's literally a, a glance or lingering with a person a little longer or the words that you choose to use, right? That's what I take as a leader. It's just kind of stewarding those really small moments. Sayed, There's how a lot important of that in this episode. There's a ton of it. There's a ton of it. Sayed, how important is body language to you? Just day to day, oh, at work, outside oh, yeah. of work, all the yeah. time. You know, the, the first thing I notice when I walk in to see a new console, you know, is body language speaks so many. You know, speaks volumes right off the get go before we ever even say any words. Kind of gauging where people are at, what their expectations are, what they're thinking. You know, that sort of stuff. You know, I'm no I'm no expert, but I think it's human nature. We we are tuned into each other's uh, you know unspoken words. Mm -hmm. I have a medical question. I did script this a little bit, and I do have a consult for you, Syed. Can I ask oh, it? Gosh. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, God. All right. So Syed is in a, Syed's in a neurology specialist. Jennifer and I are both like, we manage this patient, but we'll ask you your opinion. We're going to ask Zava, for sure. Yeah, Zava, Zava was, we saw Zava uh, urinating. And <laughs> that, that was a prolonged I think urination. we heard it. We heard Ooh. it more than we, we saw it. We heard it. it. The point well taken. Thankfully, Words matter. Yes. Thankfully. Yes. Right. We we heard him urinate for a prolonged period of time. What was his creatinine prior to the release of that <laughs> post obstructive diuresis that he was experiencing? Probably like fifteen or something like that before. That's right, because the post the, the obstructive nephropathy, right? Oh obstructive neuropathy, gosh. that's a high creatinine. That's a big one. Yeah. But yeah, boy, when yeah. they let go. So then the management question to you is, what is the appropriate way we're going to volume resuscitate this dude? Because he's going to turn into a raisin before our very eyes. Exactly. We need two large bore IV stat. That's right. I think his vasculature is going to be pretty good, though. So we're going to be okay on that side. Yeah. Lots Do you think things. that man bun's going to get desiccated or is it going to yeah. hold up? I think it's already a little desiccated. <laughs> it's a pretty small man bun for that big key. I think it's holding his facial features in place as he dehydrates. The man bun is just stretching and that tension is keeping him. Keeping taking down. the laxity out of his skin. There you go. Yeah, the, that's good. So the man, the man bun is a proxy for volume status? Is that what I'm to understand? It is now. Syed? It is now. Yeah, that's the first thing I look at. Oh my gosh. It, well, if the presence or absence of a man bun as a proxy... I like this. So now we know how to manage post-obstructive diuresis. <laughs> I think we should just get straight to our power rankings. I want to tell you my power rankings because Jennifer, this gets to what you were just saying about subtle leadership, but it can show a great deal. So to do this, we got to just leap right in. We go into the locker room with Mark and Syed. We're here. We're locked in. We have our new categories, but 
because you haven't been on Med Lasso before, there is a key question. It's the barrier to entry. You're ruling on she. Oh, gosh. No, no. If I'm sick, maybe. <laughs> no. Sorry. And if I'm no, sick, it's, no. it's like that peach passion celestial seasons tea. That's the yeah. only kind. <laughs> the only Man, kind whoever no. whoever invented no celestial seasons they are sitting on a beach somewhere drinking yeah, something else true. besides celestial seasons that's true all and right. i will say so, it's actually all my therapist has is that kind of tea one box <laughs> celestial seasons yeah what, that's it what, one ooh, box. this would be a good question what kind of yeah. tea does dr sharon fieldstone have in her office ooh. jennifer take it away should i, I know that I, I don't know Oh, I feel man. like she might have booze. I, feel, I, I think, as you know, she does for sure. It's just not yeah. out. It's kind of in the secret cabinet. <laughs> I would say right. probably kind of a an Earl Grey. Yeah. Sort of vibe. Classic, something yeah, non-obtrusive. Yeah. So, yeah, inoffensive. All right. Yeah. Syed, any That's hot takes guess. on Dr. Fieldstone's tea? I, I was literally going to say Earl Grey. Yeah. It's, Maybe that just know. explains that we don't know much about tea. Yeah. <laughs> There's only like three. We have know, a lack peach, of imagination. Peach seasons, something to do with chamomile at some stage. I don't know. All right. right. The, we're going to jump ahead. We're going to do a, we're going to do character power rankings. And this is the three most influential characters of the week. I'm going to start because I want to go back to what you were saying. My number three, and I'm going to make it quick. Number three is Rebecca because she pulls an ultimate power move. She manipulates the, the A-list soccer player. She completely outmaneuvers everybody. It's a boss move. It's an important move. She lands Zava by showing a totally different side of herself. It was awesome. Speaking of being adaptive leadership, right? Phenomenal. Number two, Jamie Tart. This guy is going to carry the show. He's the glue of the team. He's already thinking to himself, this dude's going to come in. I know this guy. I'm going to lead this team. I've got to figure out how to keep this locker room while they're all getting hyped up about Zava. And by the way, Phil Donster spent the whole last year doing like push-ups. That dude is ripped. He's walking around in a tight shirt and shorts, and I'm like, this guy is ready to be an action hero. He is so rad, and I love it. But number one is Ted, and it's not because it's easy. Ted did two things in this episode where I was like, all right, this guy is playing chess, and we have all been playing checkers this whole time. He says the, the thing when he hears about Zava, and he says the joke about Zava and Juventus are splitting up, and he says, what about the kids? And everyone's like, oh, Ted, ha ha, you're so funny. He knows exactly who Zava is. He knows exactly what Juventus is. He's been in there for three years. He has a shtick that he uses to keep people where he wants them and to keep them from under, to keep them un- continuing to underestimate where he is. And mm-hmm. that one, I was like, they're buying it because they're just they're so used to it. But he is totally in a Machiavellian way playing the chess game for sure and then the second part this was the first time he ever gave someone a direct command he told mm-hmm. roy you are screwing up what i'm trying to do go fix okay. this with trent he had a different look on his face he was right in his face you are screwing up what i'm trying to do here go fix this he has never in the whole show done that before when he went into the office and said we want trent we want trent and they're like don't don't do don't, don't. he already knew that this dude is so far ahead i loved it but that body language, he got in Roy Kent's face and told him what's what. That's a power move. Number one in the power rankings, totally different set of body language. Jennifer, am I right or wrong? You know, I have a different order. I would agree. I, I really it. struggle. And I think we're supposed to have three, right? But like, there were so many more than three this time. For sure. I actually would say that my number three was Trent, which is kind of an interesting choice. 
Um, I, like I think I think what I appreciated about Trent in this episode was that really interesting dynamic where he knew he was there with a real vision in mind and was met with, you know, a lot of resistance from the team, you know, under Roy's tutelage. And I think he was able to kind of stand in his own power. And I was super impressed with that particular scene where he's walking down the hall. Right. And he's acknowledging the players as they pass by. And the players, of course, aren't saying anything. But that takes a lot of strength, a lot of internal fortitude. And so I'm going to give that to Trent, actually. Um, I, like I had it. I had Keeley second, actually. Um, and, and the reason I had Keeley second was the moment where she interacted with Barbara, or Babs, who's not Babs, right? Um, around the snow globes. And the snow globe moment for me was really cool. Because it's the sort of thing you could easily, I think, as a as a human being or as a writer of a television show, just leave out, right? And it felt like there was something of a connection of those two humans in that moment that we could have entirely missed if that collection of snow globes hadn't been there. And that she chose to like lean into that. And even just to speak to it, felt like it was a crack into a new phase of their relationship, which I think is a total form of relational power. And I think it was used in a very kind way, whereas we often see power used in a way that is not kind. I think it was a very kind, gentle introduction and a stepping into their relationship power. And for a kind of a similar reason, I put Roy as my number one. And the reason I gave Roy my number one spot was the moment where at the very end of the episode, you know, they asked him what it was like to be back at Chelsea, right? And he said, you know, it felt kind of sad, you know, and and there was that one moment where he had the opportunity to like, let it be that, let it just be sad and not say anything with Trent there. And he steps through the doorway. And that was like so powerful for me. I think he had an immense amount of power because he was actually choosing to like, acknowledge the discomfort of that situation and expose himself, particularly to Trent in that dynamic, in a way that was going to set him up to really kind of shift that relationship in a meaningful way. And it showed me how seriously he took that moment earlier in the shower, um, you know, between the two of them. So that's my ranking. Hey, Syed, do you remember when I told you Jennifer was going to be awesome? You called it. I was right. That's... I think this power rankings thing is a really good way to, to like let people rip though. That was fantastic. Yeah, I hadn't thought about Roy in that way at all. And I really like that. Um, and Roy is definitely showing a great deal aside from the gruff exterior. Oh my gosh. Syed, what's your guy. power rankings? Yeah. What's your power so, rankings? For me, number three was probably Keely. And I'm going to try and keep this brief, but Keely has so many moments in this episode where, um, she does. She's classic Keely. She's kind. She trusts her instincts. She's talented. And the thing that makes her that, that I loved in this episode is the way there's instantaneously no hesitation whatsoever when she stands up for her friend yeah. after after uh, Shandy has been sort of insulted. The, she sits there for a split second, looks at her friend who's obviously been hurt and says, I'm going to fix this and gets up and walks out. And I love that about her. That she's she's become a very powerful character, and that's that's like classic Keely. Um, the second character for me um, was uh, Rebecca, and uh, you know you guys talked about it uh, already. Uh, you know Rebecca shows in this episode, I think, uh, kind of a lot of her overall arc as a character. She's vulnerable with Keely. We finally find out the origins of her. How did someone like her end up with Rupert? And then. Um, 
the power of her interaction with uh, Zava, you know, and her taking the bull by the horns and be like, you know what? I own a Premier League team. I'm, I'm going to step into the ring and, you know, it's, I'm not going to be here and be passive. And then for me, number one is also Ted. And uh, I think Ted's imprint is on all the, these characters, you know, the person Jamie Tart's become, uh, the way Keeley takes charge, the way Rebecca is OK with being vulnerable the way Roy is is able to talk it out with Trent, and and then the final lines that 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 Ted says to Roy when he says, you know, maybe I should become one of the people who just enjoys the ride, but I'm not that person. And what does Ted say? He says two words: not yet. And that's that's like in in a, in a core thing. That's the philosophy of Ted Lasso. It's like no one's trapped forever in their circumstances. There's always a possibility for transformational change, and that's why mm-hmm. you know that's why I love it. It's so interesting listening to both of you lay out your power rankings and kind of my mindset as I put mine together. We didn't plan this in advance. And I don't know that it's because of Jennifer's portfolio and how I know her from before. But what we're all laying out is really high level leadership and a high level amounts of the empathy required to lead and to do it in our profession, not to say that I'm good at it or Syed is good at it. Jennifer's good at it. And I'll say that out loud, but <laughs> there's a learning curve in it. But the way that we're all seeing this, it's not a coincidence, right? That's a really fascinating thing. And we didn't kind of plan this before. Jennifer, why are we all seeing these dynamics? Why are we, none of us said, Oh, I'm putting this person here. Cause they were really funny. Mm-hmm. Or this person here because they're flirting really well and they're going to get the person in bed mm-hmm. or have a relationship or whatever. That, or Zava, because he mm-hmm. got what he wants. He wants out. And now he gets to go to another team and be the diva and win trophies yeah. and be the hero. Yeah. None of us said any of that stuff. You know, I, I do think that we are coming to understand power as something that's much larger than it's been historically conceived, you know, and I think that that is kind of allowing us to name things as powerful that haven't previously been seen as power. You know, power often kind of manifests historically as really big presence, lots of noise, getting what you want. Right. And it's it's again, I keep coming back to those quieter things that are actually they provide stability. They set a foundation. They create relational scaffolding for people to work together to create new things and to do amazing things, to rethink our systems of healthcare, education, society, right? And so without those those silent kind of building types of power, the rest of the power is just a snatch and grab. Like it just doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I'm gonna have to sit with that for a while. How do we translate this? into allowing a show that it's easy for us to say it's entertaining, it's escapism for 45 minutes to actually let it be something larger. So that Mm -hmm. what you just described, it doesn't take away from the experience. Cause again, it's also just great to be entertained for an hour and then to text Syed and say, well, that was hilarious. And to also hold space for, okay, this, there is really, there is transformative material in here. Mm -hmm. Syed, how do we juxtapose that? I don't text you with the, well, this was transformative for how I want to lead something. I text you with this was hilarious. But what Jennifer just said is like a, it's like cold water on the face. That was pretty jarring. And I want there to be space for both. How do we reconcile this? Because it's not a zero sum gain either. Game, gain, either way. Well, you know, one thing I've started doing since I became part of Med Lasso is uh, I always watch episodes twice. 
is because of this kind of thing is what I found is that when I'm in the mood for just entertainment, the first time I watch an episode now, I'm just along for the ride and I just, you know, enjoying the plot reveals, etc. But to get these kind of higher level things out of an episode, I have to be in the mindset. And that's what I do now is, is uh, I create the space by waiting a certain amount of time. And usually before, like the day before we record or sometimes even the same day, I'll rewatch the episode. Mm. And now I have different gears engaged. And, you know, I'm looking at, at it through the lens of who's our guest uh, this week. You know, what kind of things are we going to talk about? What's the thing in the, you know, block of the permit of success we're looking at? And then sort of trying to extract meaning from the show that way. I like that. And I think that it's good that we can allow there to be room. Jennifer, is it zero-sum gain or zero-sum game? I believe it's game. I think so, like, too. Like Syed? that game earlier this week. Yeah, there's some game. Oh, too my soon. God. Seriously. Too, yeah. <laughs> Can I add one thing about Please. watching twice? One of the things, nobody's asked me kind of what I'm most excited about uh, from this episode, but this idea that Trent Krim is going to actually write a book. They've planted a lens in the show itself that is going to allow us to see as an outsider, now insider, what's playing out in the locker room. Like, how amazing is that? We get our own ideas, but we're also going to get to witness his reactions, right? The decisions he makes, the ways that he engages. And so it's very meta what they've done, but that's the piece of this that I'm so excited about. You know, Sudeikis is a sports fan because the behind the scenes shows where the team is in the, where they're, where they're in the locker room with the team, whether it's the drive to survive, you know, Formula One show or hard knocks on HBO for the NFL preseason or whatever it is, being behind the curtain for professional sports, everyone is highly, highly sought after. And they know that. And they've created a conceit where we get to actually have that itch scratched. What is it like? You know, like what is a day in the life at AFC Richmond? Mm -hmm. And I totally picked up on that as well. And I love that you called it out. I, it's going to be so much just pure fun. I don't watch hard knocks on HBO for anything more than, ooh, what is it like in the NFL locker room of this team in the preseason? And there's not a very big delay, right? It's like one or two weeks. It's really cool. And I think that they've set, set us up for exactly that fan experience. And it's, it's wonderful. We got to go to our next one, though. Our next category in this ever-evolving locker room, Coach Beard's fainting couch. This is the moment that shocked, horrified, alarmed, we saw in the trailer Coach Beard faints. Coach Beard's fainting couch. Syed, for you, what was your Coach Beard's fainting couch moment? For me, I think it was a genius shot by the by the makers of the show where Tart and Isaac have just talked about the breakup with Keely and Roy Kent. And Keely's walking down that hallway. The camera follows Jamie walking down the hallway after her, which way, you know, she goes through this doorway. He's walking down the same hallway. And my heart's sinking. I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to go talk to Keely. This is that whole, like, uh, love triangle thing. And what happens just before he reaches the door, he veers to the right and goes into where Roy Kent is. And at that moment, I was like, oh, my God, Jamie Tart, you absolute hero. <laughs> you know, and he's like, it's called empathy. Empathy. Empathy, you dusty old fart. <laughs> I'm like, all right. What a line. That was, that was the moment. Empathy. Oh, that was so good. That was so good. Jennifer, for you, Coach Beard's fainting couch. You know, that was mine too. That was just absolutely precious. And so I don't know how often y'all overlap, but literally I had this same exact thought, you know, kind of habits repeating. 
more of the same, taking that turn. Yeah. And, and I thought that the interaction with them, you know, even just again, the like reaching out for a hug was something that was just so I, I don't know how to say it other than like really tender and very precious. And it yeah. felt very genuine in a way because of that character's art, right? Because of who Jamie has become. It didn't feel like that was forced. It was really something he wanted to do. That's a feigning moment. And remember, Roy had hugged him at a time of great need as well. So there's a, there's a relationship pattern that's already there. To your question about how often this happens, this is the second time we've done the Coach Beard's fainting couch. So... <laughs> Fifty percent of the time we double up, so this is so we're on it's good fire. When the number when the n is low, the math is easy. That's right. right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. For me, I had a couple, um, but the one was when I was actually laughing so hard that I was afraid I might faint. And it's like I think it might be a continuity problem. But when Roy is ranting at the team about Trent, and he says, "If any of you talk to him, I'm going to put my forehead through your face." Over his shoulder, you can see Jamie Tart standing against the wall. I think he's breaking. I think the actor Phil Dunster's breaking. He's got his hand over his mouth. I think it's like take 15. Roy's throat's giving out because he's had to scream. I think Phil Dunster keeps breaking. And I love nothing more than when an actor on Saturday Night Live breaks and starts laughing. I was wrecked. It kind of deflated the locker room scene for me from the enthusiasm everybody had because all I could think about is, oh my gosh, Phil couldn't stop laughing this whole time. Fabulous. I love it. I love this show so much. I love that they have stuff in there. Little treats for us sprinkled along the way. A new feature. We haven't done this one before officially, and I think it's awesome. Syed, we're going to do a new segment called This Week in Villainy. Who was this week's villain? As long as Rupert is in this show, I don't know how. But, you know, the, <laughs> we could call line, it the Rupert uh, Mannion Emeritus. Emeritus like, position. That, that's, that's right. Line, in perpetuity. That yeah. line he hits Rebecca with uh, just wanted Ooh. something a little something a little new or something like that. Oh my god, I felt my guts god. like twist into a knot. I, oh. like, I hate this. I know. So much. Gross. It's so gross. It's so gross. I think we can all say it's gonna be Rupert, but like the not Rupert Mannion villainy of the week. And and this may not last. It may just have to be Rupert every week, and that's fine. Can we do exactly a different know. Rupert? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. So I got, this I is got our the show. same yes. scene. I'm moving it all up right. by but like some seconds there. And the thing that I think that he does that's actually so cruel is that he introduces her to Zava as my ex-wife, right? Instead totally, of totally, totally. Yeah, her business, her business role. And so yeah, it feels yeah, like yeah. he's stolen from her something that she's earned. And there's an ownership in that language that I thought was just really gross. So nasty. I think I like it. And there's, it's a lot packed into the scene. Mine actually comes from a similar Similar sequence of moments, but my villain or my scene of villainy is Rebecca. And it's the scene in the bathroom where she goes after Zava. And I give her the villain of the week in the in like the nicest way possible, because the people who would say she was a villain are like Rupert and, you know, other nefarious people, because she just went at this guy double barrels and took him apart in the span of, you know, one trip to the restroom and completely changed his outlook. He is going to snap to when he hears and sees Rebecca, and I just loved it. So for other people to have to see her as a villain taking something from them, props to Rebecca. I loved yeah, it. We now go to, oh, it rings so true. The John Wooden Pyramid of Success. Everything hurts. <laughs> Everything hurts. 
<laughs> we're going to go to it, though. We have to do it. As I, what we're doing here is we know that the Pyramid of Success is a prominent part of the show. So each week now we're pulling one brick out of the Pyramid of Success and talking about it. This week, Jennifer, alertness. Be observing constantly. Stay open-minded. Be eager to learn and improve. Talk to us from the places that you've been, the portfolios that you have currently do and will carry alertness. Gosh. So I'm going to give this one to Shandy. I don't know how much we're going to see Shandy in this, you know, in this whole show, but I think I was really impressed filming the commercial with the quickness with which she jumped to solve a problem. And I think what, what it showed me is how quick her mind was in that moment and the internal confidence to actually speak that into the room, right? That if you cram people close together, you shine a strobe on them, it's going to look like the room is packed. I think it was like one of those moments where it would have been really easy to kind of just like ignore that as a, you know, one-off suggestion, but it showed me that she had a lot of potential and that Keely is seeing in her something that's really real, but she needed to be alert to the situation to actually come up with that response. So she was an example for me. I like that. And for you though, in your day to day, how, how do you think about conceive of and manifest a level of alertness? You know, I think the, the way that I do that the most is in trying to read people. You know, this is, again, you're going to hear me say this so much, but, you know, it's kind of like, what, what are they bringing? You know, am I creating space for that to be whatever it is? You know, am I trying to kind of mold them into something different? Um, and really just being able to kind of like create a container for whatever comes And so for me, being alert is looking for signs that folks in my environment are not thriving, aren't feeling recognized, aren't feeling valued, or that they're ready to celebrate, right? And there's there's an opportunity to call them out, to amplify them, to, um, you know, shine a light on them in a different way. And so I think there's always this kind of scanning that we do as leaders to try to kind of like bring folks up when they need to kind of bring them even higher where there's something to really jump into together. And that's how alertness plays out for me. I like that. Syed, for you, how does alertness land aside from the beeping and the tolling of the alarm bells in the ICU and the dialysis unit? I think for me, um, just jumping back to a character for me, it would be Jamie Tart in totally. this episode. That's mine because, too. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's the His only situational guy, awareness is very high. Yeah, when he hears the word realizes, Zava, he says, okay. Yeah, he's the only guy who's not celebrating Zava. So he's, he's obviously. See, Jennifer, word. second time we've done this and we've doubled up yet again. We're on fire. <laughs> We're on a tear. There you go. We're on an but absolute for me, tear. For me, this, this brick almost looks like it's written for clinicians. Be observing mm-hmm. constantly, stay open minded. Be eager to learn and improve. You know, when I'm practicing, if there's one thing medicine does, it humbles you, right? If there's one thing that happens is you make mistakes and, and the mistakes you make in medicine, you carry them with you. And I think that's part of what keys alertness is, you know, we get bitten so often by not being open minded, by having tunnel vision, by closing out possibilities. So I think, um, you know, these lessons, you have to learn from your mistakes. And I think that's what keys my alertness is. I'm always aware of things that have happened in the past. I like that very much. And I have the same character for the same reasons. I think I'm going to do something which I don't normally do. And I'm not very good at going to give myself a comp. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> no, we have done that on the show before um, and it will not be done again tonight. Okay. <laughs> um, I think that with respect to being a, the host of med lasso and the producer of the show, 
my level of alertness is high and I am observing constantly. And I think through that, I'm able to match guests well to episodes, even when I haven't seen the episodes to wit tonight, Jennifer, you have crushed this. It's amazing. Our last segment, plug something. Oh my gosh. You know what? I, there's so many things I want to plug. And this, I, know, I think I is, this actually, I think this is really brilliant. And so I did want to highlight, I didn't know if anybody was going to say that this week, the Med Lasso, Ted Lasso cast visited the White House, right? So yeah, did you yeah. all see this? And so they brought a message to the president, kind of to all of us, um, really around mental health in our country. Um, and I thought that that was a super cool that that was happening at all. B really cool that the Ted Lasso cast was featured in that, you know, in that they've created space for our community and our country and really the world to engage around this super important issue and the way that they portray these characters struggles. Um, but in that vein, I did see, uh, Dr. Carrie Cunningham's uh, amazing presidential plenary speech at the academic surgical Congress this week. Uh, I believe it was called removing the mask. Um, And it is a very raw, very honest and a must see speech describing her personal stories around mental health um, as a physician. And I think everybody should watch it. I've sent it to everyone in our GME community um, and asked them to take a look. So that's what I'm going to plug this week. It's a solid it's worth every for every one of the 45 minutes still spent. That's fantastic. And we'll have a link in the show notes as well. Syed, plug something. So staying in the theme of uh, mental health and, and self-care, my cousin is actually a psychiatrist and she's written a book and it's come out called Self-Care for People with ADHD. And she's an incredible human being. The book is really, really good. I'm plugging it uh, hard right now on <laughs> Amazon.com, anywhere you buy books. Self-Care for People with ADHD. Uh, 100 plus ways to recharge, de-stress, and prioritize yourself. I like that, and we'll have a link in the show notes as well. My plug is actually, and I, you know, I'm gonna, I might get a little ding for doing this. I'm gonna plug Twitter because it gave us and our community a place to really celebrate and also to acknowledge the challenges and hardships of the mat. There were so many medical students who I didn't follow, I don't remember ever seeing before who felt like they had a safe place to come and say either, I'm devastated, I did not get what I have worked really, really hard for, I need some support, and also, do you have ideas? Like, how do I, how do I untangle this really difficult knot? And at the same time, to be able to say, wow, this is the coolest thing that's ever happened, I'm so proud, my family's proud, my friends are proud, I'm celebrating. There was space for both. I think it's a remarkable thing that our community can give space to both at the exact same time. And one is not greater, worse, or less than, or whatever. I I just, I really appreciated our community for using that space the way they did and allowing that both the celebrating and the grieving to take place simultaneously. It was a remarkable thing. So that's mine. We'll have links in the show notes to both. We've got episode three. Syed and I are going to be doing Med Lasso live at the Society of Hospital Medicine annual meeting on Tuesday in Austin, Texas. You can come and hang out. We're going to take a whole lot of pictures. It's going to be amazing. Jennifer, how do people find you? How do they follow? Yeah, so I can be found on Twitter at at Dr. Jennifer Best, um, and that's probably the easiest way to find me. I think like many of us, I'm on and off there these days. I try to be as engaged as I can, but happens in kind of a bingy way sometimes, but that's probably the easiest. And I'm just so thankful to have the chance to be with you tonight. 
This was super cool. This was your second time on Explore the Space podcast. Sure your first was. time on Med Lasso. Yeah. Love Wasn't it. this cool? This was great. Was the great. last time I think was right after the interns had just started. That's right. And it was you, you had just spent like year. a month. That's right. You had been an, an attending for the month. Yep. Everyone was tired. It was totally awesome. I'll put a link in the show notes to that as well so people can go back. Jennifer, enjoy episode three, Syed. I'm going to see you in a couple days, buddy. I'll see you in Austin, Texas. Holy smokes. Med Lasso Live. <laughs> Thank you both. Thank you. My thanks once again to Jennifer for joining us on this episode of Med Lasso from Explore the Space podcast. It was an absolute treat to have her back on Explore the Space there are links in the show notes to the book that Syed plugged, to the lecture that Jennifer plugged, and also to Jennifer's previous appearance on Explore the Space podcast. I am really looking forward to our Med Lasso live event Tuesday, March 28th at hashtag SHMConverge23, the Society of Hospital Medicine annual meeting. Syed and I will be there. We'll be doing trivia. We've got merch. It's going to be a blast. Come and join us. It's free to conference attendees. Costumes are welcome. We're going to have an absolutely fantastic time. Cannot wait. We'll be tweeting from hashtag MedLasso. Remember, you can email me anytime, Mark, at ExploreTheSpaceShow.com. You can hit me on Twitter at ETS Show, Instagram at ExploreTheSpaceShow. The whole archive of Explore the Space podcast, www.ExploreTheSpaceShow.com. And the show is also available wherever you like to download your podcast, which you obviously know because you're listening right now. I'm also really happy that this episode could be brought to you in part by the Women in Medicine Summit. This is one of the better convention experiences you will have period end of discussion the people that are there are amazing it's an extraordinary opportunity and please come and join me in chicago september 22nd and 23rd you can register at www.womeninmedicinesummit.org we will be back with more med lasso episodes we've got episode three right around the corner there's more explore the space coming your way as well make sure you are subscribed to explore the space wherever you like to download your podcast so you don't miss anything Take care of yourself and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Explore the Space. Visit us on our website, explorethespaceshow.com. And please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at ETS Show. And you can email Dr. Shapiro by writing to mark at explorethespaceshow.com. Explore the Space.